Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hope everybody is having a good Tuesday. We are headed towards the conference finals in the NBA. Now the conference finals are set in the NHL, and they do include that team wearing green in Dallas. What a game last night. What a victory. We will get into a lot of uh, those two today, uh, specifically the basketball side. There's been another firing of a coach in the NBA. We talked about him yesterday. We'll get into that. We've got an update for you. If you're a Longhorn basketball fan, we got an NFL update this hour. There's a lot going on. We may even get a pretty cool wrestling interview later on in the show for all you nerdy pro wrestling fans like me and even Zay will admit back in the Attitude Era, he was watching some wrestling. He was checking it out. Chad and Zay on a Tuesday. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What up, Chad? Happy Tuesday, herb body. Feeling good, feeling great. How are you? I am well. I am doing well. If we could line up an interview with any pro wrestler in their prime that you really loved, who would it be? Who's the person you want to talk to? Mm. Man, that's tough. Because I know you were an Attitude Era guy. Yeah. So is it Stone Cold? Is it Rock? Is it Jericho? Is it who 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 you who you want? Is it Trish Stratus? What are you thinking? Man, I did love some Jericho. It'll probably be between Jericho and Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And both would be an incredible interview. Heck, today both would be an incredible interview. Yeah, I mean Jericho when he does the lion saw, just the grace, the athleticism. Mm-hmm. He was such an a-hole. Oh, still is. He's still that. Yeah, still is. He's I such mean, a good heel. The walls of Jericho. Any move that you could do to like your siblings and your cousins and stuff, and it not be too bad, you're all right with me. Like I can't be going around stunnering people. And stuttering yeah, a stunner can be nephews. dangerous. It can be very dangerous. Right, right, right. But I have gotten a few kin folks in the walls of Jericho throughout my life, very proudly. I would say that absolutely. I'm just glad to know that there that you weren't going around like throwing the pile driver on cousins <laughs> in the summertime or whatever to call your family functions. Yeah, that the rock bottom's always safe, like into a pool. Rock bottom, you're good oh, there. You're always good there. Yeah, right. Um, sweet chin music, not so much. Yeah, not that. Don't try to do that. Kids, do not try the super kicks at home. Pedigree, not so much either. No, no, that's a Triple dangerous H, one. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I stick with the walls of Jericho, <laughs> rock bottom in the pool setting, and you're good to go. Well, um. Uh, glad you mentioned Jericho because that's part of the way I can promote tomorrow night. If you're headed out to the AEW event, we're going to get Chris Jericho against one of the younger uh, AEW stars. And I have to pull up his name here. to I can't remember it. But it's a false count anywhere match. 
Oh. With Jericho. All right. So Jericho may end up going up and down some stairs and go out to the concession area at the Moody Center tomorrow night. I'm with it. I'm really excited about that Trying one. Trying to see Chris Jericho fight at Tony C's Pizza. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. That would actually be good. Throwing Tony C's Pizza on everybody. Uh, speaking of Tony's, uh, we're hoping to visit with Tony Khan, the founder, uh, founder and o- uh, co-owner of AEW. Of course, part of the ownership group of um, the, what is it, the Fulham uh, soccer team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's been a- involved in a lot of stuff, but uh, for this week's purposes, he is bringing AEW to the Moody Center for the first time. So 205 today, we're hoping to visit with Tony Khan. He's a busy man getting that event set up, but we appreciate him Yo, for his time. A, busy's an understatement. Like this dude, does he sleep? I don't know, man. And I mean, he's the guy. They show it on this all access show. He's the one that is, you know, the executive VP. What is, what are all the things I wrote down? President, chief executive, um, GM. Executive producer, co-owner, founder, he's the guy with the headset on communicating with everybody during the shows. Right. And they'll show him on this all access deal or whatever. And ultimately, I guess he's the you know, ultimately he's the last word on what happens, on how everything gets booked in AEW. And he's the chief of football strategy officer with the Jags. How about that? See, that's what, and I, I know you were, we were talking about today. You're going to fit in a question about the Jags today, and I'm interested to hear his answer because, yeah, maybe it's just like, dude, how do you find time? Yeah, I'm just like, what? <laughs> Figure all this out. Um, and maybe what kind of a guy is Trevor Lawrence and what kind of a team is that going to be this year getting Calvin Ridley out of his situation, mm-hmm. what that offense could look like this year. Uh, should be really interesting. So we'll uh, hopefully talk with Tony a little later in the show. Got a big night tonight in the NBA, but we do need to start with the downside of the NBA. We were talking about Philly yesterday. They lose to Boston big in Game 7. They had the chance in Game 6, didn't get it done. Another bad ending for Doc Rivers, and now it's over for Doc Rivers in Philly. Zay, three years for Doc Rivers, and they fire him today. So let's paint the picture for these last three years for Doc. He had Ben Simmons. That fool didn't even want to play basketball anymore. Mm-hmm. And then he had James Harden, who goes to strip clubs and stuff. He has to deal with Joel Embiid and his health problems. But it always falls on the coach. Yeah. It, yes, it always falls on the coach, whether it's fair or not, which say what you want about Doc. Yes, he's made some coaching mistakes. I thought he did get out coached by Missoula at the very end, especially when Jason Tatum was just ISOing a non hundred percent Joel Embiid for all of game seven. Doc again sent a double team. That could have saved your job. Straight up. That yeah. could have saved his job of him just blitzing. Jason Tatum and getting the ball out of his hands. Now, Jalen Brown was knocking down threes, and so was Malcolm Brogdon, and Derek White hit a couple, but you got to live with that. And, yeah, man, he just he hasn't got a fair shot these last three years, which that's not long at all. Like, how do you develop a culture in three years? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we know Daryl Morey is a huge James Harden guy. He was when he was in Houston. So if James and Doc aren't getting along, then Morey's going to go James Harden's way because he's trying to keep him. There's been rumors about James Harden wanting him to go back to Houston for some reason. I mean, I know he was there for a long time. Maybe he likes the H. I love the H, too, so I feel him. I'd rather be in Houston than Philadelphia. But if I was playing – I'd rather be in Philadelphia because we have a better chance of winning the championship than going to the crazy West 
which who knows if they get Wimbenyama tonight. We don't know that. I feel like James Harden is banking on Wimba getting to the Rockets and says, oh, I can play with him. He's going to change my game, which he would, but that's a huge risk. We're going to talk about that later. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, man, we talked about Doc's history yesterday. He's He came from Pop. We remember his playing days. Doc, Doc was hard-nosed playing for those Atlanta Hawk teams. Like, he he would get into it with Bird and all those classic rivalries with the Hawks and the Celtics trying to get to the conference finals and stuff. And they were some good teams playing with Dominique Wilkins and them. So now that he's a coach and you look at that 08 team with the Boston Celtics, he's been riding that way for a really long time. And look at that. Coaching staff, that coaches have Tom Thibodeau, who's also been riding that 08 wave for a long time. But they have four Hall of Famers on that squad. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying it's never easy to win in the NBA, but there are teams that sometimes we don't pay attention to the coaching very much. Like Eric Spolstra, you look at him, we, can, we know he's a good coach. We didn't know that when he had LeBron. We just thought, all oh, LeBron's your second coach. You have one of the best players to ever walk on the hardwood. So what are you really doing? And then we've seen Eric Spolstra going to multiple conference finals, taking those 2020 heat to the NBA finals. That looks bad for somebody like Doc Rivers, who never makes it over the hump. You know what I'm saying? You see Steve Kerr taking over for Mark Jackson. He switched that team around like that, just like that. His first few years, didn't have any coaching experience. Just came in and figured it out, said, you know what? Mark Jackson was running a lot of NBA stuff, like old-school NBA stuff, having Steph Curry and ISOs at the elbow, just stupid stuff. Like Steph Curry, ISO at the elbow, that makes no sense. Steve Kerr came along and said, you know, we're going to run more of a motion-type offense where there's really no scouting. Clay and Sever are just going to run off a whole bunch of screens. We have a playmaker in Draymond Green, which is very different being that 6'8 power forward type. And – he showed all of the best in the Warriors, while Doc Rivers doesn't necessarily do that. Like this season, we saw James Harden. He would eat at times, and that would look like the best version of the Sixers. And then James would just be invisible and have single-digit games and have like 11 points and 13 points. And it's like, Doc, what's, what's going on there? What are you telling him? Mm-hmm. Why isn't he still being aggressive? Why those floaters and layups that he was taking in game one and four, why wasn't he taking that the rest of the series? Like you can't allow Joel Embiid to come back and mess up the flow of somebody as good as James Harden. you got to make that work. Even with Joel Embiid not being 100%, you have to make that work because – you saw the winning recipe. It was there. It was James Harden being aggressive. you got to jump James Harden's bones like, damn it, do not pass the ball out when you get in the lane to P.J. Tucker. Do not pass the ball out in the lane to D'Anthony Milton. They're not giving us nothing. And, Doc, you shouldn't be playing D'Anthony Milton that much anyway. I'd rather play Niang, which that's also a bad move, probably why you got fired too and why y'all lost the series. But still, you got to jump James Harden's bones and, you know, James out here going to Vegas and stuff like that, and you talk comparing him to Rodman, he ain't Rodman. I'd be pissed. Like, if I'm Doc Rivers, I'd be pissed. I wouldn't let the media know, but I'd be like, yeah, that's James's issue. Next question. Well, of all the decisions we could talk about, and you talk about not doubling on Jason Tatum, the decision before that that might have led to this as well, for whatever it's worth, he's the one that let him go to Vegas. He is that one. 
did he not feel like he could stand up to him? Did he feel like he'd get the mopey James Harden if he said no? I don't know, but Doc Rivers let him go to Vegas. Yeah, and maybe he had pushback. Maybe he let James know, like, yo, he probably, I, yeah. I want to advise you do this. I wouldn't do this. I know that neeking them, if I was trying to go to Vegas and we had to play the Celtics back in the 80s, I know that'd be a serious problem. And James Harden, especially when you have Maury on your side, he was like, I've always done things like this. I'm going to the Hall of Fame doing things like this. Yeah. So what can you really say? Right. And Doc knows that he'll be the first one gone before James. He knows more, which what happened today. Exactly. He knows. That's, yeah. that's how you keep James Harden there. You got to get rid of Doc, who he had a little bit of an issue with. Somebody texted, that's Harden in a nutshell. It's me first, championship second. Uh, so he does have an option. He's got like a $36 million player option for next year, does James Harden. But here's the good and the bad, because these are some wild numbers. So in NBA history, there are only five coaches that have ever had a winning record in 16 consecutive seasons or more. Jerry Sloan, Doc Rivers, Pat Riley, Phil Jackson, Greg Popovich. That's the good side. The bad side, he just lost his 10th Game 7, including five in a row in Game 7. And it's the ninth straight time Doc Rivers has had a team in the conference semis and they didn't make the conference finals. Nine in a row so yeah, in that situation. <laughs> that don't look good. No, it does not. That don't look good. But again, like, like I said yesterday, Kawhi Leonard was always hurt during those Clipper days. Yep. Chris Paul was always hurt. Him and Blake Griffin, always hurt. Paul George, his neck was like snapped in half at one point of his career. So he, he's been dealing with injuries too. And then you come to the Philadelphia 76ers and you got Ben Simmons with his mental health issues and stuff, which right. there's nothing to joke about, but he had issues. This is a guy that was the former number one pick. You're thinking, okay, I could build something around this. He kind of plays like how I used to play. Doc Rivers wasn't a scoring point. Mm -hmm. He was a playmaker, tough, hard-nosed, defensive-minded type guy. And he was trying to find the best out of Ben. But the Philadelphia media got to Ben. The Philadelphia fans got to Ben. And he couldn't take it. And then the Joel Embiid thing, they kind of clashed heads and stuff. Doc Rivers, he's had some really bad luck yep. as a head coach. And... Even like when he first started, he had Tracy McGrady, and that's it. And he ends up losing to Detroit Pistons teams, like mm -hmm. that. Those legendary Pistons teams with Chauncey Billups and Rip Hamilton and Rasheed and Ben Wallace. Like he loses to really great teams most of the time, never a hundred percent. So yes, I know th those stats are terrible. A lot is his fault because he still can make a lot of decisions that could change the game and maybe change the series to where they win them but he's had some really bad luck throughout yeah. his coaching career and I think it's both of those things like both can be true he's ended up with a lot of bad luck and then you would argue from a basketball standpoint he does not always make great decisions he does not always you don't always come out of it thinking man he coached every bit he could he tried everything he could think of there you don't always get that feeling with doc like you you said all those five coaches Sloan Phil Jackson Pop and Pat Riley right yep i'm thinking not, those spurs teams that were winning championships not too many injuries there 
I don't remember TP just missing series and Manu missing series. I don't remember Magic and Showtime just missing series now. Wordy and Byron Scott, they missed the series against the finals against Jordan in 91. But, you know, other than that, you got to have a little bit of luck. Like Jerry Sloan, Stockton and Malone played 20 years, and he got close, but Mike was still in the league. Right, yeah. So it's just... You know, so they didn't ultimately get the championship, but they did get to the NBA Finals, right? Obviously, and Doc, he's got one, and again, that yeah. one, he's been really riding that wave. Like, oh, uh, he'll remind you of 08 anytime you want it. The Boston Celtics 08 team, they act like they're a dynasty. Yeah, they do. Yeah, like the way KG talks, the way Paul Pierce talks, and how angry KG was when Ray Allen left to go to Miami. He was so mad for like ten years until. I think the 75 uh, a year ago when they had the top 75 players of all time and they had to see Ray Allen and people were forcing them to take pictures together. And then KG talks about just seeing all these greats dapping each other up and he was realized, wow, Magic used to go against Bird. Look how cool they are. You know what I'm saying? Jordan Mm -hmm. used to go against, well, he didn't say Isaiah, but Jordan used to go against so-and-so. Look how cool everybody is with him. I need to be the bigger man and get over stuff like this, even though Ray was a damn traitor. That's some trader stuff, Ray. To go from Boston to the rival Miami Heat, that's foul. Especially the way the Heat was being up on the Celtics during the end of those that big three run with yeah. the Celtics. That was messed up. So I, I get it. You know, KG, the way he played was petty. So for him to take that off the court, very petty too. But, yeah, man, Doc Rivers, you knew this was coming. Do I think it's completely fair? No. Just like I don't think Monty Williams was fair. Just like I don't think Mike Budenholzer was fair. Or Nick Nurse. Yeah, and uh, since you said those names, all three of those names are going to be discussed when it comes to Philly. I also see Frank Vogel's name on this list. I see Mike D'Antoni's name on this list. Don't laugh. And I see Sam Cassell's what? name on this list. Okay. As guys that my sources telling ESPN, all those guys, the three you mentioned and the ones I mentioned, might be in the discussion. James Harden and Sam Cassell are really tight. Mm. And Tyrese Maxey. Okay. They're all really tight with Sam, and I think it's just kind of the Sam's a little bit younger than Doc, so he gets it. He played in the league. He was a point guard. I see those guys training with Sam in the offseason, so that's very interesting. Okay. The Mike D'Antoni, what do you mean don't laugh? That's my guy. You, I remember I just saw Mike D'Antoni. That's the homie. Is he ready to go back? I, he looked very comfortable. Is he ready? He looked very comfortable eating that good-ass lasagna. Shout out to my <laughs> man, Doc Abrams. Uh-huh. He looked very comfortable, and I know he got some paper in the wallet still. He don't got a coach, but we know him and James Harden have a good chemistry also. I was going to say, we know he's going to tell James Harden to be aggressive. (laughs) We know that for sure. Yeah, and he probably won't talk about his defense very much. No, that's exactly right. Yeah, that that might be uh, the match made in heaven. So, Doc Rivers fired in Philly uh, on the same day that we will get the Western Conference Finals started tonight. LA and Denver will crank it up at 7.30, but before that, it is draft lottery night. I'm wearing my Maverick shirt today because I am Lloyd Christmas today. You're telling me there's a chance. The Mavs are involved now. I think the Mavs are at 3%. Is that what it is? 2%, 1%, uh, whatever. But they do slightly have a shot to get Victor Wimbanyama. But if you're a Spurs fan or a Rockets fan, you know that you have the best chance, along with Detroit, of getting Wimbanyama. And that happens tonight at 7 o'clock. We'll find out who ends up 
with Wimbenyama. We'll also later in the show get into some of those other names that'll be in that area of two, three, four, five in the draft. Because obviously Spurs and Rockets can't both have it. But if the numbers play out, Zay, they'll both be top five. Maybe even top three. Even if, let's say, Detroit ends up with Wimbenyama, it could be Spurs-Rockets right after that or Rockets-Spurs. So we'll let uh, all, all of you know. Zay will give you a thought of who is, you know, who's going to be next, including a guy you may have seen play at Alabama that was kind of connected to some of the mess that they had in yeah, the last year or so. Do you think he's a Spurs guy? Didn't feel like it. I don't think so. No. When you hear stuff about Steven Jackson and Jontae Murray and how they feel about the Spurs organization, it doesn't seem like Brandon Miller fits. Mm. I'm just going out on a limb. I don't know. Maybe I might be crazy. Who knows? Maybe they could change the fella. But it just the European Wimbanyama, that couldn't be more on point for Spurs culture because that's they're big on that. They're huge on culture. Papa always says, we love guys who are over themselves. That means don't mm, bring no yep. ego in. Right. Don't be asking for no extra money because we're a low market, and even though we might have a little bit, you ain't getting it. Tim took less money. Tony took less money. Manu took less money for the greater good. Yeah. And five championships came with all that. Started with David Robinson early in the 90s. You go all the way back to the George Gervin days. Like, there's a culture in San Antonio, and not too many NBA teams have that. So Spurs, if Wimbanyama doesn't fall to you, I'm very interested to see where they go. That's mm. that's it's very interesting. I because Scoot Henderson, that's he gets Russell Westbrook comparisons. I'm not saying off the court, but on the court. Does that really fit what you know San Antonio wants to do? We'll see. Draft lottery tonight at 7, so that technical, the probability is 14% for Detroit, Houston, and San Antonio. It goes down from there. The Mavs are sitting at that 3% spot. Now, as an Aggie, I'll tell you, when you're not the kind of Aggie that you're supposed, when you're not the 100% crazy Aggie, they call you a 2%er sometimes. But today, I'm a 3%er because 3% is more than nothing. 3%? And it's better than Chicago, Toronto, and New Orleans. New Orleans has a 0.5% chance to get Wimbanyama. They better not get him. <laughs> they better not get Can him. Can you imagine if the Pelicans swooped in and figured that out? Uh, so let us know how uh, how nervous you are today. Rockets fans, Spurs fans, how excited are you uh, that it is lottery day? Mavs fans, do you think you have a chance? And for that matter, there are a couple other teams up there in the, the, the double-digit percentages. Portland and Charlotte, 10.5 and 12.5%. So we'll see how that goes tonight. Draft lottery, big old envelopes and cards and weird representatives that you didn't know. Like, oh, I didn't know that person was in the ownership group. Cool. And then, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I like when they bring the kids of owners, NGMs, or former players. Yeah, those are cool. When when they have actual front office people there, I'm like, uh, you're just a suit. By the way, we didn't talk about it when it happened, but uh, rest in peace to the Cleveland kid. Did you see that story? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Dan Gilbert's, uh, Dan Gilbert is the owner, right? Dan Gilbert's kid had some kind of a medical issue going on, I guess, and he was only like 20. Six twenty-eight, whatever yeah, it was. Sad. That was really sad, man. Rest in peace. Uh, for a while there, as Cleveland always seemed to be right up there towards the top, and that kid was the good luck charm. He was. A couple times. Yeah, he was 
I want to say when they got Kyrie or when they knew they were going to get Kyrie at the number one pick, that's when he yeah. became famous and he was super hype about it. Rocking those glasses. Yeah, yeah man. Absolutely. Man, rest in peace. And uh, hopefully they'll have a good time tonight with the draft lottery. 7 o'clock, then 7.30 is Lakers-Denver. We'll be previewing that series as we get uh, get through it. We'll look at that coming up. Also, with the draft coming up, we'll get you a Dylan Mitchell update for you Longhorn fans. Oh, my god! Yeah, it's not exactly the update Zay wanted. We'll get you that coming up. Plus, in the crap bag at 12.45, I will tell you about something the NFL is going to do this season for the very first time. And it will really affect you specifically if you are old. We'll get to it on the horn. Chad and Zay. Love this song. Yeah, baby. Over the Mountain by Ozzy Osbourne. Come on now. You ever heard any Ozzy say? A little bit. Never heard an album, though. Maybe we need to get you on an Ozzy album at some point. I'm with it. One of my favorite voices in that world. Lead singer of Black Sabbath, of course, back in the day. A little bit more on the sinister side than what the, the solo career ended up being, but Ozzy's one of the great ones, <laughs> and the parents were terrified of him for years. <laughs> oh, my God. But Ozzy was pretty messed up, and he did bite the head off the bird, and... I thought it was a bat. And a bat. Wait, he did both? It was a bird and a bat, I oh, think. Oh, man. I think technically it was a bird and a bat. There was the bird in a meeting where he bit the head off a dove, and then at a show, he grabbed what he claims he thought was a fake bat, like a rubber bat. <sighs> And it, it was not. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was real. That is so It nasty. was real. Uh, unfortunately, too, uh, recently Ozzy has had to officially get off tour, which is a shame. He's been going through a whole lot. Ozzy, I believe, was diagnosed with, was it Parkinson's a couple years ago? Or maybe a, a form of dementia? I can't remember exactly. I think it was Parkinson's uh, that he's dealing with. He still has the voice to be able to record records. But just doesn't have the ability right now. Had an accident years ago with an ATV. I think he's had to have hips replaced and stuff. Um, but just one of the absolute best live shows I've ever seen. Shout out to Ozzy. Get yourself some. Uh, check out that new Ozzy. It's still really good. That voice still sounds uh, awesome. Just unfortunately, he's not out there touring right now. So Ozzy gets us started today. Uh, we got a lot of basketball on the board. We talked about the draft lottery. A Spurs fan says, it's my birthday. And I could I can't think of a better present. Go Spurs. Uh, yeah. Ha- happy birthday to you. And for your sake, I hope you uh, get what you want. See, that's what I'm trying to figure out as a Mavs fan. Now we're to the day. So you tell me, Zay, who should I be hoping gets Victor Wimbenyama if it's a Texas team and it's not my Mavs? Who do I want? Where do I want him to go? Is it just like what's the lesser um, of these two evils for me? Is it Houston? Yeah, I would say Houston. Because then, be- then I'm not going to have to deal with like three more Spurs rings under Pop. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> if they get Wimba, you got at least five more years of Pop. Oh, Lord. If they don't, I could see Pop retiring in the next two years or so. I will chip in for the bottle of wine. I can't buy the whole thing because he's really into wine. But I'll help. I'll help. If Wimbenyama goes somewhere else, I will help buy that bottle of wine to say goodbye to Pop. Yeah. Please get him. Please get him away from the Mavs. Oh, I get it. 
I oh get my it. God. Those are some crazy series. That is tonight. Lottery time uh, in the NBA, and we'll find out who gets Victor Wimbenyama. And again, coming up at one, uh, I thought it'd be a good idea to have Zay break down a couple of these other guys for you. It's not just about Victor Wimbenyama tonight. Obviously, uh, ultimately, that is the big prize everybody's talking about. But we'll take a look at some other guys um, that are that are kind of right in that area, uh, starting with Brandon Miller, and talk about some of the other guys and how they could fit in with certain teams. We also have. Western Conference Finals Game 1 tonight. Lakers and Denver, 7.30 ESPN. Zay, let's go ahead and start at the end. If you had a prediction right now, have you have you worked one up in your head yet, or are you still working it out? Yeah, I have. I don't like it. What do you got? Nuggets in seven. Okay. I don't like it. The Lakers have proved me wrong in the last two series. Oh, I hope they do it again then. I'm rooting for the Lakers, but I think... I'm with you on the pick, and I think you're gonna you're gonna dislike mine even more than yours. I think it's Denver and five. Wow, yeah. I think it's Denver and five. I think Denver's gonna hold home court. I think they're gonna split one and grab one in L.A. And then I think they close. They're gonna close it out. They're just so they have been the most consistently good team. And I'm trying to think of the bad version of them we've seen. And I just think they're bad. They're bad. It seems feels a whole lot better than everybody else's, so I'm leaning their way. Yeah, and this is clearly their toughest matchup. You look at their first round against the Timberwolves and second round against the Suns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rudy Gobert might be a defensive player of the year, three-time defensive player of the year, but Joker had his way with him. And Joker didn't have to work on a defensive end. You fast forward to the next series with DeAndre Ayton, who he had his way with on the offensive end, but DeAndre Ayton didn't make him work on the defensive end. Yeah, This series, you can't hide from Anthony Davis. And the last time they went head up in this round, Davis got him. Exactly. Davis won the series. Yes, and Joker's a lot better than he was in 2020, yeah. especially offensively, especially this team is better. Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, those guys, Jamal Murray. Murray's better. He's better. Yeah. You know, he might not be as springy as he was yeah. before then, before he tore his ACL, but he's a better overall player. And that's kind of – that's the matchup to watch the whole series, Joker versus Anthony Davis, because both of the scouting reports are going to be the same for Anthony Davis and for Nikola Jokic. For Joker, it's we got to go at Anthony Davis. We got to just do- dominate him on the inside. And when you have the three on the outside, you have to take it. Joker's going to have to make the three in this series to get Anthony Davis out the post, especially if they want to put Dennis Schroeder on Jamal Murray at times, because Schroeder – Steph Curry had a solid series, but he made them work for every bucket. Full court, just locking them up, zigzag drill. And Jamal Murray, he's way he's way different than Steph Curry in his style of play. He's going to post you up. He's mm-hmm. kind of old school in that way. He's 6'5". He's a great post player. And the reason why he's able to post is because Nikola Jokic is such a good shooter, you can't really help on Murray. So 
that Schroeder matchup, that's going to be interesting because D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves, Austin Reeves did do a good job against Klay Thompson, but it's going to be a lot trying to put him with uh, Jamal Murray for the whole series and yeah. expect Austin Reeves to give you what he gave you offensively in that Warrior series. Yeah, Reeves' gas tank will be interesting to watch for me. Yeah. His cardio in this series is going to be interesting. Back to the two centers. So for you, defensively, both ways, is it just straight up? Is this just mano a mano the whole time? Or are you looking for opportunities to help, to trap, to double? Like, how are you dealing with each of the big men? They're going to have to, the Nuggets are going to have to double Anthony Davis at times, not all the time. It depends on where he's located. If he's sitting at the top of the key or something like that, then leave him alone. But most likely, somebody's going to be coming off a dribble handoff or he'll be going to set an all ball screen. Now, if he keeps hitting those 15 footers, you're going to have to do something about that. You're going to have to do something about that. And they're going to test it. They're going to say, all right, let's see if you can knock these down consistently. And if you can, we'll adjust from there. But they're going to be playing drop coverage on them. And those guys, Reeves, LeBron, D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura is going to have to be huge because Denver, they're a big team. Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon, both of those guys are Mm -hmm. around 6'10". So Rui Hachimura, he's going to have to come in and be as good as he was in those first few games against the Grizzlies. But, yeah, the Joker, he'll be playing drop coverage, which means when he's playing defense and his man goes out and sets the screen, he won't be pressing up. He'll be kind of waiting for guys to come to him and kind of hanging around the paint. Hmm. So – those ball handlers, Schroeder, Russell, Reeves, LeBron, they're going to have to really attack him and really knock down those mid-range jumpers, which D'Angelo Russell, I think that's what he's best at. He's a really good mid-range jumper shooter. He did that in the Warriors series that kind of made the Warriors have to play everybody else different because he was attacking Steph and Jordan Poole. I think that Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Jamal Murray are better defenders, but they're not elite defenders. So, there's there's another guy I'm glad you mentioned, Caldwell Pope. He every once in a while there's a game where you realize, oh my God, gotta get out on that guy. Yeah, and he knows LeBron and A D because he won that twenty twenty championship yeah. with him. So there's we, a big difference in this series. That's a little bit different. He's wearing a different jersey this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, big. And then what's the king gonna bring? Because he has to be great. He all that Anthony Davis is going to be responsible for with guarding Joker and then, you know, what he has to provide on the offensive end, just making Joker work. LeBron, he can't be that passive. He's going to have to have multiple 30-point games if they want to have a chance. And Aaron Gordon, he's a solid defender. He matches up with LeBron pretty well, especially with the way LeBron's been playing lately. Like, LeBron, he was really aggressive in Game 6, which you could blame Jermichael Green for that, kind of just poking the bear, Dylan Brooks style, bad move, Jermichael Green, and came back to bite you in the ass. LeBron gave you a 30-pointer, shooting 10 for 14 from the field. Very efficient. And then also, you know, LeBron having the best IQ maybe in NBA history. When the Warriors said Andrew Wiggins has a rib contusion and then they want to put Andrew Wiggins, who probably weighs about 40 pounds less than LeBron, on Braun, and he has to guard him in the post and stuff, LeBron went right at him. Mm -hmm. So Aaron Gordon, he can't get into foul trouble because there's nobody that they could bring in. And then you think about somebody like Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown's been amazing. He's this, been really good, too. This Nuggets team, they remind you of the 2011 Mavs. Where Dirk oh, and, that's an interesting comp. Where Dirk and Joker are basically the same. 
and how just unstoppable yeah. they are. Jason Terry and Jamal Murray are very similar because Jason Terry used to be able to take over games. But there's depth guys. They got depth guys that yeah. can shoot. They got guys like Peja and Michael Porter Jr. are very similar. You Who, know? Who's deeper with these two teams for you? Who's got the more? Who's got the bench you can count on the most? Man, because we've seen some of these Laker guys wake up. We've seen some of the Hachimuras in the world. I I would say the Lakers. Is it the Lakers? I'm looking at yeah, Dennis Schroeder. Like remember, Schroeder started this last game in Game Six, right? So they still Vanderbilt. He's going to be huge. They'll probably put him on Murray a lot. I was going to say yeah, we haven't talked you about know, him yet. I, That's big. But Michael Porter Jr. You're going to have to knock down those threes, man, because they're going to leave Anthony Davis on the island with Jokic, which they should. Like Anthony Davis is a really good defender. Jokic still might get 30, but at least it's not 45, 13, and 11. Dude, when That's you, what you don't want. With these two guys going one-on-one, just I'd like both arenas, when they go one-on-one just a couple times, for me, the old NBA guy, I need the sound system to give me a... Can I have it? Come on, they used to do that. I dig that. That's all we had back in the day when everybody's down on the blocks and everything. Uh, A lot of texts rolling in. Remember, Specs text line, 337-3776. Give us your prediction for this series, your thoughts on the draft lottery. This says Olajuwon equals Wimbenyama equals Go Rockets. There's a Rockets fan (laughs) wanting some Wimbenyama. That's a lot of pressure to put on the kid right away. We're comparing them to Dream? Man. That's what I'm talking about. This one says, Chad, Nuggets in five. They went seven games. Games with the sorry-ass Suns. Wait a second. That was six. Didn't they pound them in game six? Yeah. Yeah, remember, that didn't go seven. That went six, and they embarrassed them in game six. So I hope I'm dead wrong on this thing because I am rooting for the Lakers. I, I've always I've rooted for LeBron other than the series against the Mavs. I've rooted for his teams. I like you know that whole thing, and I like it when Davis is aggressive. And I like the idea of I don't I just love this matchup too. Big man on big man. I like when Anthony Davis proves people wrong. I like when that quiet demeanor of his gets aggressive and proves everybody wrong. That's what I hope we see. But I think Denver. I think Denver's going to be better. We'll see. If I'm Mike Malone, I'm telling Joker, don't settle. Yes, you're going to have to take some threes, especially Absolutely. when Jamal Murray's in the post and they have to help on him. He's going to have to hit some threes to bring Anthony Davis out, not just for his sake, but for everybody else's sake that's trying to get to the rim, like Bruce Brown and Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and they like to cut off Joker when he gets the ball in that post. That's why he's so good because everybody, they'll fly to the ball and then they'll go back door and they'll hit you on the dime, on the money, like and beautiful Aaron Rodgers pass just to the cup. And a lot of teams, they're not used to playing that way because nobody in the NBA plays that, that style anymore, you know, or really has played that style ever where you just run your offense completely through your center, especially when centers are basically extinct. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's going to be a really fun series. I'm really excited. And, yeah, LeBron – if the Lakers want to win it, LeBron's going to have to hit that outside shot consistently. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. 7.30 tonight, ESPN for everything. Draft lottery on ESPN, followed by Western Conference Finals Game 1. Longhorn fans, don't worry. We're going to get you that Dylan Mitchell update coming up that Zay does not want to tell you about, but he will tell you about. And in the crap bag, it's the first time the NFL has ever done it. Old folks, you're going to need a password. I'll tell you what it is next on the Horn. Chad and Zay.
Oh, there we go. There we go. Little Eddie Money for the people. Little Eddie. Eddie Money, and so this song is called, uh, um, oh, jeez. Is it Take Me Home Tonight? Yes. Is that what it's called? Okay. Yep. And then he's got Ronnie Spector in this song. Oh, so good. Just like Ronnie sang, Ronnie Spector from the Ronettes. Perfect combo of voices in this song. It's a jam, man. Yeah, this one lives pretty well. This one lives really well. Eddie, Money, and Ozzy getting us started today. A lot of good text rolling in. Says don't. For, this one says, don't forget about the altitude in Denver. Woo. It's going to play a role. LeBron James on Denver's altitude. It is real. You get tired a lot faster than you would if you weren't in it. Yeah. <laughs> man, I was in Brickeridge, Colorado a few years ago. I woke up in the middle of the night. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, and the altitude's way higher there, but still, not not farther off, not first, farther off in Denver. First time I ever went to Colorado was a family trip, and my dad and I went to play tennis. And he told me the whole time we were driving over there. Now remember, we're at altitude, so it's going to be different. Oh yeah, Dad, whatever. Sure. <laughs> I'm a. I'm, what are you talking about? I'm a tennis star. I'm a stud. I can go all day. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it was like just hitting a little bit. Okay, hold it. Wait, hold it. Yeah. Fast. Yeah, and we know LeBron James, he can get cramped sometimes. He can. And what's up with that ankle? I know. How's that ankle feeling? He's had a couple days. He's but had a couple days. Yeah, keep it in mind. That is game one tonight of that series. We'll get you uh, some more basketball, a little bit of NFL coming up here as well. Get you a couple reminders, though, before that. Couple of, uh, uh, couple of exp- expiration reminders here for you to get registered. We've got the Whataburger ticket takeout. Last day is today. If you want to win a pair of Texas baseball tickets, thanks to Whatab- uh, Whataburger for being a part of it. Visit the contest page at hornfm.com to win a pair tickets to Texas and West Virginia. You can check that out at hornfm.com. Also, the Fantasy Golf Championship is out there powered by Callahan's General Store. That is open right now. Go to hornfm.com, make your picks. Got to do it by 5.55 a.m. this Thursday because they are going to be teeing off at the PGA. First place overall wins bragging rights and a $100 gift card to Callahan's General Store. So go to hornfm.com. Pick one golfer for each group, creating a nine-player roster. Check it out for uh, all the rules there. All right, let's get you this Dylan Mitchell update and an NFL update in the crap bag. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just... Think of a bag of crap. All right. It's brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Since I know how you feel about it, Zay, moving the Dylan Mitchell into the crap bag probably makes sense because this is not what you wanted to hear as a Texas basketball fan. Give everybody the update. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Right. In, in, a, know, way, in a way, it's, it's a good, but there's good and bad to it. Right. Yeah. The good is Dylan Mitchell at the NBA Combine – is doing really well and has showcasing a three-point shot oh, brother. that not many people thought he had. Why, Chad? Why didn't they think he had it? Because he didn't take a three-all freaking year for the Texas Longhorns 2022-2023 season. Hmm. So it makes you think. Which- now, when you say that, does the... Does that slight does that anger in your voice go to Rodney Terry for not letting him take it? Or yeah, does a it bit. or does it go to the fact that you just don't think Dylan Mitchell's that kind of player? A little bit of both. A little okay. bit of both. Like, where was the development here? Because he was still shooting jumpers 
And again, there's there's so much of a difference. Like we think about Ron Holland not coming to Texas and probably going the pro route, G League or Australia, whether that may be. He's trying to get paid next year, and he'll be able to focus on just basketball. So when guys are studying for tests and writing papers and in study hall, et cetera, all the other responsibilities that you have to have as a college athlete. Mm-hmm. This guy will be working on his game. And now that Dylan Mitchell hasn't had to worry about those things, he can work with a specific trainer and get his shot right. So the time that we've seen from the last game of the season where they lost to Miami in the Elite Eight to now, he's been working on that jumper every day instead of having to go to class and do all these other, again, responsibilities that you have to do as a college student. He's just working on his shot. So – there's that, and maybe he, he definitely tweaks some things to where I guess if he were to come back, maybe Coach Terry and his coaching staff would be more confident in him shooting jumpers. But clearly that they weren't this past season, and it kind of sucks to hear that he's shooting so well at the combine. Now, a lot of those shots that he's making, it's against Casper. It's against Noah. And there's a huge difference than just taking shots outside Mm -hmm. or in the gym by yourself with having a rebounder than Kawhi Leonard or LeBron James closing (laughs) out on your jump shot. Yes. Big difference. A little bit of a difference. A little bit of a difference. Uh So let's, let's put that into account. Remember, his free throw percentage, it was trash this year. Dylan Mitchell was a horrible free throw shooter. I right. don't even think he was above 50%. I want to say he was in the 40s. Mm. Yeah, that's terrible. Not 40s, 40s. The 40s. That's how bad it was. You got to say ignorant like that. So I, I'm glad he's doing well. I hope he gets drafted. I hope he has a very long NBA career. It just hurts to hear that he's showcasing things that we didn't see here at the 40 Acres. Are you starting to see him in any mock drafts? Um, a couple. I know we've seen him on the outskirts of the draft. Are you seeing him creeping into the second round? I see a couple. I see a couple okay. having him late, around in the 50s, and then I see majority of them in the 65s, 70s, which means you're not getting drafted. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, we'll keep our eyes on that story. Again, the draft lottery is tonight, and then it is June 12th, I believe, is the day that a Dylan Mitchell and all those guys have to decide. If they're going to come back, if you still have eligibility, you're going to come back, got to do it by June 12th. The draft is June 22nd. All right, here's an update for you from the NFL, specifically to you older folks. The NFL, for the very first time this season, is going to broadcast a wild card playoff game on a Saturday night stream only. Oh, stop it. They're going to put the the wild card Saturday night game, Zay, on Peacock this year. That's January 13th. They're gonna have now. If if you're in the market of the two teams that are in the game, they'll put that on NBC. So cross your fingers. If you end up with one of those teams, it'll also be on NFL Plus. This is reported as a one hundred and ten million dollar deal, just all by itself. Just that. Just the just the deal with Peacock here. They're also gonna do a regular season game, Zay, and trap you this way, December twenty third. Buffalo and the Chargers. Son of a bitch. On Peacock. 
ladies and gentlemen. One of our texters says, I'm old like Bucky. I don't Venmo. I don't QR scan. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do the app crap, and I surely don't stream F the NFL. Yo, Bucky is old as hell. This fool Buck called me today and said he's going to write John Morant a letter for his bad behavior. Nice. Handwritten? <laughs> handwritten. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with a handwritten note. It might mean something to Ja. You don't know. Maybe it'll get to him. Maybe it will. Maybe it'll get to him. But yeah, Bucky G, he yeah, he's old. So how about this, man? Yeah, Chad. A playoff uh, game? Wow, man, that's where we are. Oh, I, that's where we are. That hurts. Streaming, that hurts bad. It I, hurts because I don't have Peacock. I have everything else. Got a couple from the families. I'm good with Prime, Hulu, Netflix. Got got even Disney. I don't got no peacock, bro. Well, by the time we get there, if you have not gotten it figured out, it'll be another reason for you to like my wife because my wife is the reason it's in my house. So there we go. We may need to talk. See, now my wife, she loves some office and she's been hurt that she hasn't been able to watch the office since Peacock has came about because it used to be a Netflix show. That's right. So yeah. that's I think that's how I'm gonna have to do some finesse in there. My wife went into the Peacock thing because of the Friends reunion. Oh man, that's what got her <laughs> stuff. <tough>. Yeah, <laughs> there's not a more Caucasian reason to sign up for Peacock than that. The Friends reunion. I think it's on HBO Max. Well, Max, it's going to be called now. Oh, but my God. I got God. that, too. Damn, man. Oh, I'm telling you, there's just there's so many of them out there, and now you got this at the NFL level. Now this is this could mean that there's an Amazon Prime. I mean, remember, last year was all Thursday night games were Amazon Prime only. Yeah. So especially that older fan base had to deal with that. And I admit, I'm kind of on that boundary line. I'm somewhat comfortable with the stream, but I'd rather have it on my regular TV if I had a choice. And Prime, they figured it out too. Like at the beginning, you were able to record it and come back to it. Then they were like, nah, let's just stop that. They got rid of it. They yeah. got rid of it. Only, so if, you could only live stream it. You could only live stream it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So they're hosing us that way. NFL, come on, y'all. Yeah, because I'm the old guy that wants to sometimes DVR something. Yeah, especially if it's like Texans versus the Titans or something, just something trash. And sometimes it's not even that I'm an hour behind. Sometimes I just want to go back and look at the catch. Can I go back and look and see if y'all got that call right? Please. I want to go back and look and see if it really was roughing the passer. No, Chad, sorry, you can't do that. (laughs) Well, damn it. I wanted to see that catch. Justin Jefferson's a badass, and he just made another great catch. Can I go watch it, please? No, you can't. Well, that sucks. Come on. This is tough. Come on, stream. So there you go. I'm just letting everybody know you got NFL Sunday ticket moving to YouTube TV, which for some people will make that more convenient. But the idea of a wild card playoff game on stream only just feels weird. Feels really, really weird, especially if you are around my age or older. We are not exactly the streaming people. We would rather do it the old way. And you're going to tell a whole bunch of 55, 65 70-year-old NFL fans, you've got to have Peacock. Don't you have a Peacock login and password? No, I don't. I don't. I got grandkids. <laughs> I got grandkids, and they're and they're sitting on my couch waiting for this game, and now I can't watch it. Well, NFL Network in itself is tough to like go watch games over there. That's different. Because a lot of people don't have NFL Network. That's true. A lot of people don't have it. At least it's on my TV, though. Yeah, at least it's on my TV. I don't have to do the switching around and hit the buttons. It's first world problems. I get it. But yeah, you're hitting wild. the buttons. you got to go over to the stream. and 
Oh, my God. All right, so there you go. Uh, There is your crap bag update. I figured that was the appropriate place to put it because I know a lot of you are going to be upset about that one, like one of our texters there saying they don't do all the app crap. I never heard it described that way. All right, coming up, your 1 o'clock hour. Let's talk some NBA draft lottery. Who do you need to know outside of Victor? Zay will talk about some of those guys. Coming up in the flex segment, we got times and dates on those two big baseball series in the area. Plus, obviously, there are other baseball teams uh, that are getting ready. Plus, another big offer for Adrian Wilson. This one may be specifically interesting to Zay and all you Longhorn fans. Pay attention. This is the horn.